0: What's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs, your family-oriented entrepreneur. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. I'm excited today, because we got somebody who started the real estate business during the pandemic, literally a little over two years ago, and he's killing it right now in Atlanta, doing his thing. I've been seeing his reels up on Instagram. And um, providing some really good information. So I reached out to him literally a couple of days ago. And I said, I got to have you on a podcast. And he agreed to come on. So I appreciate you jumping on, Ty. And um, really, I want to talk to the new real estate investor. People who've been dragging their feet for a little while. And uh, just not taking action, right? I want to show you what's possible on this podcast. Here's somebody who literally started during the pandemic. You know, he was just telling me right before we... Before we hopped on the line that, you know, he was watching me on Clubhouse two years ago. And uh, you know, me and a friend of mine named Brandon, Brandon Barnes, shout out to Brandon. A lot of you guys might know who he is. But here's somebody who is now creating his own community, doing his own thing, and he's a full-time real estate investor. So I'm not gonna uh talk too much about it. I want him to talk, uh tell you guys a little bit about himself. But I just want you guys to be in a mindset that Anything is possible if you take action. Nothing is ever going to happen if you don't, right? And here's living proof of it. Tyquan Franklin, what's up, my man?
1: What's up, Jay, man? I appreciate you having me on, man. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. And I'm just here to tell my story from my perspective and, and give some value to get some lights and fires under people so they can kind of do the same thing that I did and take it beyond.
0: Absolutely, man. And uh, before we even jump into all of that, man, um... How can our listeners reach out to you on Instagram or through your community? I, I know you mentioned you got a Discord community and things like that. And we'll mention it again later. But for now, um, how can they reach out to you if they wanted to?
1: Yeah, so I'm very, very active on Instagram, as you know. Um, if you just follow me at Ty the Investor, that's T-Y-T-H-E-I-N-V-E-S-T-O-R on Instagram, shoot me a DM. That's the best way to connect with me. Be on the lookout for the fake scammers out there because there's plenty of them now coming out of the oh, woodwork. Man. So make sure you get the right one. <laughs>
0: Bro, let me tell you, man, I've been having I, I probably have at least ten people who try to copy my brand, my 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 uh my name on Instagram every week. And yeah. What they do is they ban me, they they prevent me from seeing a page, so I can't report them. But I get people contacted. So watch out for them scammers. You know, don't yeah. send nobody no Bitcoin. They don't send nobody no money. Nah, I, I'm not on Instagram. <laughs> I'm not on social media doing that, right? So, but tell me, not asking
1: for money. <laughs> That's right.
0: That's right, man. So, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, man?
1: Yeah, so, uh, my background, um, I started, you know, I come from a background of sales. I started working as my career was a, um, I was a logistics freight broker. So, essentially, I played the middleman between- companies million dollar companies and truck drivers so i was connecting the two moving their shipments Ah. uh did that for about seven years um during my last year of doing that like when the pandemic hit some of the things started changing as far as like my customers started shutting down they started slowing down so my income i was i was a six-figure earner there but everything started to drop and um i started kind of losing uh interest in that the whole commuting to work and Um, going to work and sitting at a desk all day, every day, and not being able to move around as freely as I wanted to do. So Mm -hmm. that's when I started dabbling into uh, real estate, essentially. Uh, My first taste of real estate was I purchased a townhouse, um, and then I ended up selling it like a year and a half later, and I ended up getting a pretty decent amount of profit. And I'm like, okay, the money is here, and it wasn't that hard to do. -hmm. Um. So then, you know, obviously, you know, you hear all the stigmas, or you need to have good credit, you need to have a lot of money in the bank, you need to have this and have that, and social media is starting to blow up a little bit. So I started searching and googling. Google, you know, was is the thing way to go if you're trying to learn something. Google and YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I googled, you know, how to get into or how to purchase real estate with with you know no license, no credit, or a lot of money. Those are like the key things that I was looking for. My credit wasn't that great. I didn't have a lot of money, and I wasn't. Obviously, I didn't have a license and wasn't looking to get a license. So a few Google searches, I started coming across wholesaling. That's essentially the first thing that came to my came to my, came up to me. And I started doing my research on it, you know, going down a rabbit hole on YouTube, looking at these videos and started understanding and seeing what the process and what the concept was. Um, and once I identified that the process and the concept was a similar thing to what I was doing in my career, I was like, oh, I can do that. It's just a different industry and a different product, right? I'm just the middleman. I'm just connecting the two dots. With wholesale real estate, you're just connecting the seller to a buyer slash investor, right? And I'm making a profit in between. So that's what really gave me the confidence to go ahead and say, okay, let me try this. So uh, like I said, during my last year, I started losing the motivation to be working in a career. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, uh, all these different things. And I started doing it part time. So I would go to go go to work from eight to five. I would come home, um, from, and start cold calling homeowners from six 30 to like seven thirty, eight o'clock Monday through Thursday on Saturdays. I would cold call for like four or five hours as well. Um, and I was just committed to that, you know?
0: So you were cold calling at first. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. assuming you, you got the list, you skip traced it. Then you started cold calling. How many hours a day were you doing that for?
1: Uh, while I was working, I was doing it probably make maybe an hour a day. And then, like I said, on Saturdays, that's when I had the most time available to me mm-hmm. because I didn't work on Saturdays. So I commit committed four hours, four to five hours got cold it. calling because I had more time to do it. Uh, so I was doing that consistently for months until so I we, got my first opportunity.
0: So if we're looking, you know, realistically, five days a week, let's say you work five days a week. That's five hours of cold calling plus another four or five on the week weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're talking ten hours a week. How long did it take for you to get your first deal? Uh,
1: it took me about six months to get my first one to close the six first. Six months.
0: One. Now, hit, I love this this part of the story because a lot of people come in. What, what's you know, and 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 be honest, you know, let, let's talk to people who are brand new. Um, they hear a lot of the the stigmas out there. You get paid in thirty days. Definitely possible. I don't preach getting paid in thirty days, even though, no. even though it, it's uh, definitely possible. But let's be real, 99% of the people out here are not going to get paid in 30 days. The reason why that's the case is because people have different skill sets, right? People's uh, abilities are different. So your abilities, you already knew how to dispatch trucks, right? Logistics. Yep. Um, matter of fact, I'm going I'm to start calling you the, the dispatch investor.
1: <laughs> 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 but, uh,
0: But, you know... You already had a certain skill set, and you understood how to operate the business. Some people don't, and it may take them longer. Six months is is a significant amount of time. It took me 13 months to get my first deal, and I was a hustler, man. I was, uh, and this is back when competition wasn't, you know, it wasn't nearly as the business wasn't nearly as competitive as it is today. Uh, This we're talking 2002. I'm talking about like almost nobody was investing in real estate um, that I knew of uh, with the exception of a handful of people. um, And it took me 13 months. It was because I didn't have somebody showing me how to do it. Um, YouTube wasn't here. Google wasn't here. I had to figure it out and make mistakes as I went on. But it took you six months. Um, what, What do you feel? How long do you feel it will take the average person to... Complete their first deal, putting in let's say ten, twelve hours a week. How long do you think that that will realistically take?
1: Um, I, like it's a lot of different moving parts mm-hmm. uh, that goes along with it. I think ultimately it's about intent and commitment and being consistent, uh, because that's 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 the that's the that's the key right there, right? So like, if you're consistently doing it, if you're doing ten hours a week one week and then the next week you fall off, you don't do it. Mm-hmm. And you do it again. You got to be consistent with doing it and actually learn it throughout the process. Through that six month period, I had three properties on contract that didn't go through. Mm-hmm. And they all didn't go through for different reasons. And I learned what reasons why they didn't go through, whether my numbers weren't right, whether I was in the wrong area, whether I was talking to the wrong person to begin with, right? Got that person under contract and it wasn't even their property. So during that process, I learned a lot. So I was putting myself out there and, be- and getting active and talking to people and learning the process and learning from my mistakes. And I was consistently doing that. So you can, I I feel like you can possibly for the average person, if you stay committed and you put in the time, energy and effort and be intentional about getting it done. And that's like front of mind. You can get it done in about six months because you have to think about it. Um, It's gonna take probably 30 days to close the deal but you have to think about and be considerate of the time before it gets to close, right? You have to think about your lead generation, bringing in the person to bring in the people that's going to give you those opportunities. Then you have to start building and nurturing those relationships with those homeowners. That may take one, two, three months, right? And then the whole closing process might take some time as well. So um, a lot of those factors kind of tie in, and I agree with you 100%. You're not going to close a deal jumping in this thing day one, and then by day 30, you're going to close a deal the chance of that to happen is slim to, none. slim to none. You have to really put in the time and effort and be consistent. But if you do, like you said, if you be consistent and do it over a course of time consistently, then it's going to happen for sure.
0: Somebody said something to me not so long ago. They said, I could tell how successful somebody's going to be by how far out they think. Meaning um, if you have somebody that's thinking uh, right now, like I'm going to get, a million dollars over the next 12 months versus I'm going to build a business over the next 10 years. The person who's thinking in a 12 month spurt is probably not going to be successful versus a person that understands it's going to take time for me to build this up and build it right and be very successful in 10 years. That person is probably going to make it right. So the chances of somebody getting paid in 30 days is slim to none. But if you understand that it takes time to build this thing up, You don't want to stop three feet from gold that's what i'm saying right you want to push you want to keep going if it didn't work keep pushing even further because you don't know when that first one is going to come and when it does it'll change your life right so think long term in this business don't think short term
1: i agree a thousand percent because like you're saying like a lot of this it's a lot of eye candy out there right and that's what they use to bring people in but you have to understand and i tell people in my community i say, listen you have to you have to embrace that process, embrace mm-hmm. that journey, stay in your lane and focus on what you're doing. Right. Don't worry about so and so who closed their deal or so and so who closed their deal. You need to focus on you and then you start working and then things going to come to you. Don't worry about it. Don't put a timeline on it. Just That's do right. the work and then things are going to come to you. As long as you don't quit, you're 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 going to be guaranteed to win. Period.
0: That's right, man. The only person who loses is the quitter. 100%. You know what I mean? And the person who stays in the game in the, long, the, the longest wins, man. You stay in the game the longest you win. I learned that down on Wall Street, man, when I was 19 years old. Um, that's something that uh, that stayed with me for my entire career. So, obviously, it was, it was a fairly easy transition into the business for, for you because you understood um, the concept of dispatching logistics. So, now you, you said, okay, I could take, take the same concept and do the same thing in real estate um what type of hurdles did you face before you got your first deal in order to be able to get that first one closed
1: well just like with anybody else it was the consistency right so like initially when you get started you start learning you start doing it and then something happens where you just stop for a day or two or stop for three days or whatever or you go look at some properties or you make some offers the seller doesn't accept the offer Mm -hmm. and you're 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 not motivated anymore right so all of those things happen but I just kept going right I just kept moving uh, another thing was I was not invested in some software I know back in the day they ain't have mm-hmm. the software they have now when you was going <laughs> it but um, I realized like just utilizing software to make me more efficient with the time that I had was very important mm-hmm. um, and and I needed that because it, it allowed me to talk to more people in a shorter period of time and it allowed me to, to have the tools that I needed to be able to perform and be efficient and start doing what I needed to do the right way. So, um, you know, for the first three months, I didn't have any tools. I was just using my cell phone, hand and whatever. And that took forever. Mm -hmm. And then I started getting into some of the tools and the softwares and that helped me out tremendously. Um, so those are kind of like the two main hurdles that I really dealt with.
0: Got it. Do you feel like people quit too early?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: So you know, let, let's talk about that for a moment, right? I know we kinda dug into, you know, the longevity of the business, but what type of mindset shift does it take for somebody to really succeed? You've been doing it for a couple of years. You kinda understand, starting from scratch, what it takes to, to really succeed and push. It's that consistency and things like that. But what type of mindset did you have, um, in order to really push through?
1: It's just like one of those mindsets, like uh, whatever your goal is or whatever your end goal is, what's your why, what's your reasoning? That's mm-hmm. what's gonna drive you every single time, right? So, anytime that I step in my office or time that any day that I wake up and get busy or try to get or wanna get busy, I always think of the end goal first, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I doing this? What's my reason? What's my purpose, right? So, that's what really drives me to go. Um, so, that's your mindset. Always keep that up front and then understand that, you know, you can do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, I'm not, you know, making fun of anybody, but I've seen certain people close deals and I'm like, okay, well he looks just like me or she looks just like me or, you know, we have the same resources or whatever. Why can't I do it either? You know what right. I'm saying? So um, it's one of those things, like if he can do it, she can do it. I can do it as well. So it's mm-hmm. just ultimately is you versus you every single day is whether you want to make the decisions is whether you want to do it or not. You know, once you get to a certain age and point, the battle is versus yourself. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. are you going to look in the mirror and be like, okay, Ty, am I doing what I'm supposed to do to get the next deal? Or am I doing what I'm supposed to do to succeed? Right? So every single day, that's my mentality. Even to this day is like, what's the end goal? Like, am I battling myself and I'm not, am I letting my better self take over or am I letting my, my lesser self take over? And I always want to strive for the better self to take over every single day.
0: That's right, man. You know, Back in the days, I was Mister New York City, right? A lot of I never really told a lot of people this, but I, I was Mister New York City. I have pictures and all kinds of trophies and swords. Mister Natural New York City. I was Mister Natural Mania, and um, back then my mindset was I'm gonna do this no matter what. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, right? Um, and it was just the consistency over time, which led to the end result of me, you know, getting in the best shape of my life in six months, and then being able to bring home the the, the the trophy, right? Same thing in business, right? It's the consistency over time, but it's the reason, it's the purpose, like you said, the reason why. You know, I, I tell people on my channel all the time, I say, if your reason why involves you, then you need to find a big enough reason why, a bigger reason why than than you. Because you can let yourself down, but you can't let other people down when you put other people on your back, that's when, you know, the game changes for you because now you're willing to push 10 times harder to be able to make things happen. Um, so obstacles, man, obviously there's some obstacles that a brand new investor is going to face. And we talked about some of those obstacles. What are some other obstacles that you might have faced, um, over the last couple of years to really build up your business?
1: Yeah, so like one thing that a lot of people, it's going to happen regardless. You may get a property, make an offer, um, and your numbers may not be right all the time. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And there's going to be that conversation that needs to be had with that homeowner. Hey, you know, and people are afraid to have that tough conversation that either you have to renegotiate that price to a lower price for it in order for it to work, or you just tell a seller, hey, my bad, we messed up on this one. Um, This is where we need to be in price. I can uh, completely understand if you don't want to move forward with that, but I just wanted to be upfront and transparent with you Mm -hmm. and let them make a decision whether or not they want to work with you at that lower price, or they just want to terminate the agreement and move forward. So that's going to happen often. That still happens to us nowadays, right? Because sometimes the numbers may look good and it may not be a home run, but sometimes it's worth a shot. You know what I mean? Not saying lock up every property that you see, at high enough numbers, obviously do your analysis, but there's going to be certain situations in which you have to have those hard conversations with homeowners and try to renegotiate a price.
0: That's right. You know, a, a lot of times too, we have to remember that we're in a shifting market. So you might sign a contract and then two weeks later, the, you know, the the market shifted a little bit. Your numbers don't make sense anymore. Right. So you got to be willing to renegotiate that contract. And if your motive, if your seller is motivated enough, they're willing to work with you. You know, oftentimes you're going to see that, you know, they, they don't want to go out and have to find another buyer. They're, they're going to be willing to, to work something out with you in order to be able to make the deal happen. So if you find the right sellers, which is, you know, the key to this whole thing, um, the rest of it will pan itself out. You know what I mean? So, you know, with that in mind, man, why don't we provide our listeners with let's say a three to five step process to get started? What exactly did you do? In order to go from where you are, where you were to where you are right now.
1: Yeah. So I did, I've done pretty much everything that I started seeing on YouTube, right? You start going on Mm -hmm. YouTube, you see, oh, do bandit signs or do this, drive for dollars, all these different things. Right. So I always recommend like, uh, I'm all, I'm always going to be for efficiency over anything Mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. Right. You want to be efficient. If you're doing business, you plan on scaling this to a business and making it a legitimate business. Anybody in business understands that efficiency is important, mm-hmm. right? Your time matters. The money spent and the time you save or the time you use is very important. So I think the first step and I always recommend this is to pull a list from somewhere, a pull a list of motive of, of, of homeowners. They don't, obviously they're not going to be motivated unless you talk to them and understand what their situation is. But get a list of homeowners, get their phone numbers and addresses, whether, you can drive for dollars if that's all you got at the time, right? If you if you have, if you don't have the money to purchase a list and skip trace it that way, you can drive for dollars. Drive for dollars. Essentially, you, you're driving around in your neighborhood looking for distressed properties, over overcut grass, busted windows, tarps on roofs, things like that. Properties that look like they are in disrepair and need some work. Jot those phone those addresses down and then get their phone numbers. So any way you can get a list of homeowners. Grab those lists. Once you grab those lists of homeowners, you want to get access to their contact information, right? Mm-hmm. So there's free websites that you can get their, their contact information from. It's truepeoplesearch.com, fastpeoplesearch.com, whitepages.com. Um, there's other websites as well. That's called Skip Tracing. Mm-hmm. There's other websites that you can pay to get those phone numbers faster, right? Um, there's a whole bunch of them. I don't know if you, you, know, you got something that you want to throw out, Jamel, but- Yeah, you um, do.
0: You could go to NetR Online, but really, you know, to me, you know, I use a combination of NetROnline.com dot com as well as FastPeopleSearch.com. dot com. I, you know, you know, I've skip traced a lot, and a lot of the information that we find on FastPeopleSearch.com dot com is the information that's as being paid for anyway. But yep. I work in in mass, so I'm just going to pay to get it skip traced. But for somebody that's that's you know not working on the same numbers with the same numbers that I'm working with. You know, you you could do this stuff yourself. The whole point is to have meaningful conversations. Like you said, driving for dollars. You know, how many conversations, if you had 50 to 100 conversations, meaningful conversations that can lead to an offer with the seller, chances are you're going to close a couple of deals out of that. You know what I mean? You just got to be willing to get out there and talk to the people. A lot of people are not willing to do that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So once you get their phone numbers, like he's saying, have those conversations with people. Asking about the condition of the property, asking about why they want to sell the property, mm-hmm. right? Ask them about the, you know, how soon they're looking to sell the property, um, things along those lines, right? Have those conversations, build some rapport with that homeowner, so they can know, like, and trust you, right? Um, and, and and be willing to work with you. Once you have those conversations, right, then you make your offer. This game is a, it's a volume game, right? So if oh. you talk to ten, if you take, if you talk to ten homeowners. And you have to make offers, man. If you're not yeah. making offers, they're not gonna. It's not gonna happen. And mm-hmm. even out of those ten offers that you make, you might only get one accepted. But that that one can be the deal that'll change your life. And I'm not gonna say it could be because it is gonna be the deal that changed your life. That's because right. my first deal, it was only for three thousand dollars, but that deal changed my life because it mm-hmm. catapulted me to now. My first year, I did one hundred fifty thousand in revenue, oh. and then my second year, I'm doing four fifty. So like that one deal can change the game, but it's all ultimately up to you having those meaningful conversations. And when you have those meaningful conversations with people who are willing to sell their property or motivated, you must make the offer. And the more offers you're making, the chances, you, the, the the better your chances are of getting properties under contract, which is going to get those deals to close for what you see on social media, ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand $50,000 and so on. Yep.
0: You know, my first deal was $1,500, man, and then I made 48000 after that. You know, so, you know, if I would have gave up, though, I would have never sold a $48,000 check. That changed my life, man. I was 21 years old. Right. You know, so, the whole key, what what Ty is saying, if you're listening to him, is the consistency and just be willing to put in the work. If you're willing to put in the work, the, the benefits are going to come. You just got to be willing to stick it out. You know, so, you know, like you said, man, you know, $600,000 in two years is nothing to scoff at, number one. That's $300,000 a year on average, where before you were making six figures, but I'm sure you probably, you know, are doing better than that to be able to leave your job at, at this point, right? Now, yep. 600000 is going to, you know, 150000 then four fifty, then it's going to continue to grow every single year, you know, the longer you're doing this. You, you'll be making millions of dollars in just a couple of years, you know. So the question is, was it worth it? Absolutely. How many people here would would make? How many phone calls do you feel like you you've made over the last two years to lead to this type of income, Ty?
1: Countless. Yeah. <laughs> Countless. Thousands.
0: Thousands, right? Countless.
1: Yeah. yeah mean, easily.
0: If I told everybody on the line, look, if you made five thousand phone calls over the next two years and had me- five thousand meaningful conversations over the next two years, would you do it if you knew you were going to make five hundred thousand dollars? You better You know what I'm <laughs> saying And that's the thing That's kind of the way You have to think about this You can't You know Most people think Like we said Too short term They're thinking about Right now Rather than How can I build this thing out What what does what 5 in 10 years look, look like for me You know what I mean So um, Don't think about The The right now Don't think about The phone call That you're on Think about You know Okay this is one phone call Let me get another one And then another one And then another one I'm sounding like DJ Khaled, but you understand <laughs> what I'm saying. You know what I mean. But Todd just laid out the the groundwork for you. Get the leads. You know, you could if you don't have money, drive for dollars. If you have a little bit of money, buy a list. Start with absentee owners. I just made it easy for you. Skip trace the list. If you if you drive for dollars, skip trace the, the, the driving for dollars leads. If you buy the list, skip trace the list. Then it's up to you to contact the people. You don't have money for direct mail. You don't have money to send out text blasts and all that. Pick up the phone and call people, right? But the whole, this is 90% of the work. 90% of it is getting the leads and contacting the people and and, and screening them. If you could continually do this, the rest of it is going to fall right into place. That's where, you know, you, you start exiting the deal, wholesaling, you can uh, rehab. You can, uh, I know you do a little bit of that too, Ty. Um, rent the properties, etc. cetera. Whatever you decide to do, right? But none of this is ever going to happen on the back end if you don't have your front end set up, if you're not driving the leads, if you're not uh, skip tracing, if you're not contacting the people. That's really your, your step-by-step process right there.
1: Yeah, and that's what I tell everybody. You know, everybody that reaches out to me, shoots me a message on Instagram, whatever, I need help finding a deal. I always tell them, focus on marketing to these homeowners and having those conversations and get the property under contract. Worry about the buyers later. Worry Mm -hmm. about all that other stuff, the title company and all that stuff later. The goal is getting properties under contract. So that's like you said, that's 90% of the job. If you're having these conversations and you're consistently bringing in leads and making offers, you're going to put yourself in position to have the goal, which is what everybody wants. That's what the investors want. So once you get a good deal, then the deal are go- is going to sell itself, you know, but it's up to, up to you to go find that deal. And that's where you're putting that work. That's where the hustle comes in. That's when the effort comes in. That's where the discipline, the intention, it, it, being intentional. That's where all of that stuff comes in, the consistency. You, right. do, you can do that get those properties, then you'll be able to sell them off to anybody for, for a good profit.
0: And for what it's worth, everybody uh, listening to this or watching this on YouTube or whatever the case may be, um, this allows you to have a conveyor belt type of business, right? So um, the conveyor belt type of business goes like this. You got incoming leads, then you send it down a, the uh, assembly line, you screen the leads, you send it down the assembly line, you negotiate and make offers. You send it down. Now you get to pick an exit strategy. When you got motivated sellers, like let's say, for example, if you're buying from wholesalers and realtors, you really only have two options. You gotta buy cash or get financing. Right? That's really the, the two options you have. You're either gonna buy cash and financing could be hard money too, by the way. Right? But when you when you when you're creating your own lead flow, when you do your own marketing and you talk to your sellers direct, you get to pick an exit strategy. That's where you could do wholesaling. That's where you could do creative finance. You get to pick what avenue at the end of the conveyor belt, you know, what exit strategy is gonna happen. You know what I mean? So you start off on the front and you run that same, that same lead system all the way down the conveyor belt until you get to the end. At the end, you get to say, okay, this one is a good seller finance deal. This one is a good wholesale. I'm going to buy this one. I'm going to buy and hold this one. I'm going to, you know, whatever, whatever you decide to do. And this works all the way up the the chain ladder. It works with uh, multi-units. It works with apartments. It's the same approach, but it all starts with lead generation, right? So you got to get, you got to be a good, especially as an investor. We're not investors first. We're marketers. Then we're problem solvers. Then we're investors. So Tom, man, how can our listeners get in contact with you again, bro?
1: Yeah, um you guys can check me out on Instagram. I'm always posting some value there. Um I'm posting tips, I'm posting live videos of me talking to sellers on the phone, um, posting different strategies, just for everybody, all levels, posting our office, showing you guys the insides behind the scenes what we do. You can check me out on Instagram at Ty the Investor, T Y T H E I N V E S T O R on Instagram.
0: Throw some fire in the comments for my man Ty. Uh are you reading any particular books right now?
1: Uh at the moment no, I need to start back reading, man. Um that's one of my my goals. Um that's one of my accountability goals I have to start doing. Uh in my community, we got people that's posting books that they're reading and that, it kind of sparked me to get back to reading because that was one of the things that got me going when I first started as well. I was reading pretty often and consistently. And um but I do recommend one book for anybody who uh that really helped me out a lot. That's you know, talking to homeowners and sellers, which in negotiations and things like that, it's um, uh, never split the difference by Chris mm-hmm. Voss. Yep. Very good uh, negotiation book. Uh, has sales tactics in there. Um, it's not a boring book. It's about it, he tells stories about these different hostage situations, but there's a lot of value in there with these different strategies and techniques to help uh, talk to people. Um, and I I use those techniques and strategies even when I'm not doing my work, I'm doing it when I'm talking to my girlfriend or anybody out in the streets.
0: (laughs) Don't say that out loud, man. (laughs) But, but, but check it out. So never split the difference. Great book. I definitely agree with that. I'm not a big reader myself. I like to listen. Um, So I'm going to drop a, a a link for audible in the description box for you guys as well, where you can get never split the difference for free. If you sign up through my audio link, my audible link. Uh, But If you had to provide our listeners with some last words, what would those words be, bro?
1: Uh, We're getting into the new year. If you're not happy with your current situation, it's up to you to make the change. Change always starts within first. Mm. Look yourself in the mirror. Be honest with yourself. Find a lane. It doesn't necessarily have to be wholesaling. It could be any lane. Real estate offers so many different avenues and ventures that you can take a part in to create your own businesses that give you your own time and quote-unquote freedom, et cetera. It's up to you whether or not you want to make the decision to make that change. And it all starts internally. You can do this business. You can do this job. You can do anything you want to do as long as you don't quit like we spoke about. Stay focused. Be intentional and be consistent. And, I mean, from there, it's all up. You know what I mean?
0: That's right. Ty Franklin, Ty the investor. Definitely check him out on Instagram. Check him out on YouTube. Check the links in the description box. Get started today. This is, you know, look. Here's a guy who started literally two years ago. His life is completely changed right now. Real estate did it because he put in the work. Because he's thinking long term. Because he knows he can do it. And he has the longevity in the business. And if you have that same attitude, that same approach to the business, there's no reason why you can't do it too. You just got to be willing to work at it. So, look hope you guys enjoyed this podcast be sure to like it if you're watching this on youtube subscribe to the channel click the notification bell leave a comment in the comment section and share this podcast with as many people as possible who you know might be wanting to get started in a real estate business whether it be wholesaling or any other venture it doesn't necessarily matter you got to pick your own lane like ty said and you just got to get started i hope to see you guys on the next one peace